0: we understand and we know that we don't have to be defeated by the devil anymore. Amen? And that's what I've been teaching in the Kingdom Warriors every Thursday. So, listen to that series. You can be, you can choose to be at the place where there is no defeat. Amen? From the enemy. Praise God. And um, that series will teach you how to do that. So, the power of order over chaos. If you read, if, how many of you have read Genesis at least chapter one and two? Come on, lift up your hands. If you have read Genesis chapter one and chapter two, yes. So Genesis chapter one and chapter two, they are about order. They are about God establishing an order. Amen. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. I want you to hike like the Spirit of God moved. You will never find God not moving. God is always moving. Amen. Hallelujah. And when you have the Holy Spirit, you will always be moving. Amen. You'll never be stagnant. You'll always be in the momentum, on the move. And the agent is the Holy Spirit. Nothing works without the Holy Ghost. Nothing moves without the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit moves, then every good thing happens. The first two chapters of the book of Genesis, the first book of the Bible, is about God bringing order over chaos listen to this, before God can do anything, before God can do anything, He has to, number one, establish an order in your life. Before He can do anything, He has to establish an order in your life. Now, we're living in this time, we're living in this generation when the prophecy has been fulfilled. What's the prophecy? Everything is out of course. Everything is chaotic. We're living in this generation. When the ancient, mon- ancient boundaries have been removed, when the ancient landmarks have been removed, when every person is into rebellion, because the whole earth is being shaken out of course. So this is a very important time that we understand the importance, the significance, and the power of order. Amen. Amen. There is a cosmic order, and that's what you can see in Genesis chapter 1 and 2. There's a cosmic order, a nature that is out of cause. What do we get? Extreme weathers. We get earthquakes. We get volcanoes. We get storms. We get tornadoes. We get catastrophes. Out of order means it has gone astray, means... We're heading for a disaster. We're heading for a catastrophe. So what helps us is the order that God has established. Both on this planet, in the universe, and in our lives, and in the life of the nations. So God has even put in place things that help us to keep track of our order. How many of you know that you need to keep track of your life? Amen. Indicators are very important. I don't want ever, I don't ever want to drive without traffic signs. Traffic signs are very important because they tell you that you are on track. They tell you that you are in the right course. How many of you, when you are going somewhere, you don't know, and you're just following the GPS, and then the sign is telling you that you have gone the wrong way? How many of you would blame the GSP and get very angry with the signs and say, you need to change the signs? No, we need to change our way. (laughs) Amen. So it's very important that we understand that there are signs that keep us on track in the right path. So that's why God has given us the sun, the moon, and the stars. God has given us the seasons, the years, and the time. God has given us his calendar. God has given us clock. Every one of us. How many of you have a watch, a clock, or, you know, something that tells you the time? So, what are we learning from this? The key lesson is that we must build our lives on God's order. We must build our lives on God's order. We must follow and obey God's order. His order is our protection. His order is our protection. His order is our prosperity. A look at nature, a look at the human body, a look at heaven, a look at the universe. We understand and we know that everything good happens by design. Nothing good happens by random order. You notice that the world is very much into luck. Even Christians are very much into luck, into coincidences. Christians are so led by coincidences that they put the Bible aside. You must obey your Bible, not the coincidences that happen in your life. A look at nature, at the human body, at heaven, at all of creation, tells us that good things happen by design, not at random. What do I mean by design? What I mean is that things are tailor-made, purpose-built by an intelligent God. It's very important for us to know that we serve, we serve a very, very intelligent God. And that's why we cannot afford to be ignorant. Amen. If you want to communicate with God, you need to get into His spiritual intelligence. You need to be intelligent because God is very intelligent. Amen. Everything that God has made is purpose-built. Amen. It's purposeful. It's meaningful. He is our creator. And that's why you are clever. Come on, say with me. I'm clever. I'm intelligent. intelligent. I am smart. smart. Amen. Praise the Lord. And there is a cause that's being unfolded. We are still living in it. There is a cause that is being unfolded. And this cause has a purpose, has a direction, has a future. It's important that we understand that we live by God's design. That we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We are designed for good. We are designed for victory. We are designed for health and healing. We are designed to do good. Can we say amen? We are designed for love, joy, and peace. We are designed for patience, gentleness, and goodness. We are designed for faith, meekness, and temperance. We are designed for miracles, for abundance and prosperity. Amen. We are designed for righteousness, for wisdom, for sanctification, for redemption. I refuse... We refuse to allow lusts and chaos to ruin our God-given order. Can we say amen? We refuse to allow lusts and chaos to ruin our God-given design. My world and your world is orderly with God's orchestration and harmony. Amen. Your world and my world is not chaotic. It is not a random world with accidents and mishaps, temperaments, anger, and impulses. No. Amen. When the enemies attack us, we recognize the storm. We recognize the thieves and the robbers. Amen. And we stand up and say, you are not allowed into my world. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. You stand up and you declare that my realm is a realm of order, righteousness, peace, and holiness. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Amen. Everything that God has made is by design. Everything that God has made is in order. We have to stand against a random order. We have to stand against living by luck. We have to stand against accidents and coincidences. Can we say amen? The devil's name is Lucifer, which actually means luck. We don't live by luck. We live by God's divine order. Amen. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 40, a winner chooses to win. A victim chooses to be a victim. It's your choice. Even a victim is by choice. A winner is by choice. And as soon as you choose to be a victor, God stands right beside you and fight your battles with you. Can we say amen? And as soon as you choose to be a victim, the devil stands beside you and ruins your life. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 40. Let all things be done decently and in order one more time let all things be done decently and in order decently means not chaotic not out of pace not out of place let me ask you is there a necessity for order in schools in workplaces communities churches nations Is there a necessity for order? Is there a necessity for order in your physical body? Is there a necessity for order in your brain? Why? Because without an order, nothing works. Without an order, nothing works. I don't care how much you pray. If you're not in order, nothing works in your life. The word in order means to follow the system, to follow the right course. There is an order, amen? Even your body has an order, you call it the body clock. You call it the health system, and that's what doctors study. If you look at Colossians chapter 2, verse 5, Colossians chapter 2, verse 5. Now, we need to kill the sacred cow that says that God is sovereign and we can't do anything. That is a lie straight from the devil. Colossians chapter 2 verse 5 says, For though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the spirit, joying and beholding what? Your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ Jesus. Show me a person who is successful, and I will show you a person who is faithful. Show me a person who is successful, and I'll show you a person who is steadfast. Steadfast. Doing the right thing all the time. Doing what is right all the time. Dependable. You can count on that person to show up. You can count on that person to finish the assignment. Can we say amen? Amen. When faith is in operation, order is in operation. How do I know that I'm in faith? When I look at my life, that it is in order. When faith is in order, when faith is in operation, order is in operation. When the flesh is in operation, chaos is in operation. How many of you have heard of the word out of line? Let's read Psalm 82, verse 5 to 7. I'll just highlight them to you. Psalm 82, verse 5 to 7. I want you to look at. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. This is the time we're living in now. Watch the news. Everything. Everything. Everything is out of course. This is the time that we're living in now. I have said you are God's. You are God's sons. You are God's daughters. You are God's creations. All of you are children of the Most High. But listen to this. But you shall die like men. Ordinary men. Natural men. And fall like one of the princes. and natural rulers. Why? Why? Because there is the presence of human stubbornness, being ignorant yet prideful and insistent. Instead of being humble, yielding and be lifted into God's order, pride insists on his or her own way. Out of course means out of line. If somebody says to you, you are out of line. The first time that I heard that that, uh, phrase was in a church. Out of line means you are not in the right order. You are off base. There is a God-ordained order for our bodies. Physically, if the body is out of order, it gets sick. Mentally, if you're out of order you suffer a disorder, a mental case. How many of you have heard of the phrase, a psychotic disorder? Which means one cannot think straight. There is a God-ordained order for our relationships, the way we relate to one another. How many of you have read the book of Ephesians? How many of us realize that the book of Ephesians is a powerful book? It's a book about spiritual warfare. It's a book about our power in Christ Jesus. Yet within the six chapters of that book, there is in proportion one whole chapter dedicated to the conduct of human relationships. So don't tell me that I only need to relate to God, but I don't need to relate to people. Can I have an amen? amen? Number one, the first commandment, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your strength. What's the second commandment? Love your neighbor as yourself. And who is your closest neighbor? Has to be your wife, your husband, your children, those who live with you. Can we say amen? Amen. So in the home, if you read Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21 to 22, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21 to 22. I remember when I first got saved, I had the Lord speaking to me, and He said, You need to learn how to be a wife. You need to learn how to be a mother. That's, those are the first words that God spoke to me. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21 to 22, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. I like the word submit. What does that mean? What does it mean to submit? It means, yes, sir. It means, Attention. <laughs> Submit yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. And look at verse 25. Verse 25. Husbands, love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. So this love is sacrificial. Come on, say with me, love is sacrificial. One more time, love is sacrificial. Go to verse 28, verse 28. God is not being long-winded, but God is being repetitive. Why? Because repetition is the key to learning. Repetition is the key to learning. Learning. Why have you preached this so many times? Because repetition is the key to learning. Amen. Verse 28 So ought men to love their wives, not somebody else's wife, your wife. (laughs) So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. Well, you say, Pastor Dora, my wife doesn't love me. Are you loving her like you love your own body? If you love her like you love your own body, she will love you. Can we say amen? Because that's the word of God. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loves his wife. Come on. Come on, say it one more time. This is wisdom. This is wisdom. You can't fight it. You can't argue with it. You just have to submit to it. Amen? And look at verse 33. As I said, we learn by repetition. God is not being long-winded. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself. So if you have something to eat, Bring your wife something to eat. Isn't that right? (laughs) Even as himself, and listen, and the wife, see that she references her husband. Can we say amen? Now, all the wives repent if we have not honored our husbands, okay? (laughs) And then Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1 to 4 about children. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for it is right. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with promise or blessing, that it may be well with you, and that you may live long on the earth. Amen. We need to show our children that. Amen. And then fathers, you fathers provoke not your children to anger, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Amen. So don't think that I'm just being spiritual. I don't need to learn how to get along with people. To be spiritual means you learn how to get along with one another. Can we say amen? Can we say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Very important. And the Lord reminded me, he said, siding with your child against his or her father or mother is out of line. Because you're advocating dishonor and rebellion. If you side with your spouse and you start to judge and criticize, sorry, if you side with your children and you start to judge and criticize your spouse, you are out of line. Because you are advocating dishonor and rebellion. So you must repent. So as not to give the devil a foothold. But you said, but I was right. My spouse was terrible. Yes, you might be right. And you might be legitimate. But still you are sinning. Because you are sinning against the office of a parent. You're sinning against the office and God ordained office of parenthood, of leadership. Every leader must be honored and respected. That is the law of the Spirit. Can we say amen? Amen. We now have a lot of cases of homosexuality, transgenderism. And you study it, you look into it. Abused children. Children who grow up in a dysfunctional home, usually they are the ones who suffer. I call that spiritual abuse. Children need to honor their parents. This is their need. And if they don't have that need met, they will grow up dysfunctional and abused. And that's why the Word of God said so clearly that children see to it that you honor your parents. And even though there might be a fight going on between the husband and the wife, you must never spill your anger, your frustration, your bitterness onto your children. Can we say Amen? There's order also at the workplace. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 6. Not, as ice, not with eye servers as men pleases, but as servants of Christ doing the will of God where from the heart. Ephesians 6, 9, boss for the boss. And you masters do the same thing unto them, forbearing, threatening. If you have ever parented your children with threatening, scare them to death. Don't get out of the house. You will die. You yeah. know, that's threatening. Don't do what's wrong. God will punish you. That's threatening. So the word of God says, don't do anything by threatening. That's not God's way. How many of you have had God threatening you? Either you, you, either you do this or I'll curse you. You know, how many of you have had the Holy Spirit saying that to you? That's not the Holy Ghost. That's the devil. Okay, so it's very important forbearing, threatening, knowing that your master also is in heaven, neither is there respect of persons with him. Let's go to a very important scripture in Galatians chapter 5, verse 13 to 15. Galatians chapter 5, verse 13 to 15. How many of us know that Paul, with all of his apostolic journey and all of his experiences of God, his final conclusion, what is the most important power? Come on, tell me. What's the most important power? Love. What's the most important power? What's the greatest power? What's the greatest power? If you want power from God, lift up your hands and say, God, give me your love. Amen. Amen. For brothers and sisters, you have been called unto liberty. Freedom. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh. That's the world's definition of freedom. Freedom means I can do whatever I want and not think about the results and consequences. That's the devil's lie and deception to ruin you. But by love, what? Serve. By love? By love, serve one another. What's the action of love? Service. What's the action of love? Service. For all the law is fully filled, fulfilled, filled to the overflowing. All the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this. Let's read that together. One, two, three. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Lift up your hands and say, Lord, be it unto me according to your word. Amen. Now let's continue with verse 15. This is the prophetic warning, or you can call it the word of wisdom. But if you bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed one of another. That means if you keep fighting one another, be very careful that you don't get ruined by each other. This is a prophetic warning. This is a word of wisdom. So what's the order of God? It's the order of love and honor. It's the order of sacrificial service. That's what holds our family, our workplace, our communities, our nation together. Like pillars for a building. The buildings are necessary for the structure. The the pillars are what holds up the weight. Amen. The structure is for safety and for protection against the enemy. Can we say amen? So what protects us? The love of God. What protects us? The love of God. What ruins us? Selfishness. What ruins us? Pride. So it's very clear. Okay. The next order we're looking at is the moral order. Say with me, moral order. Every one of us has a conscience. The conscience keeps us in the moral order that God has ordained. Protects us from sinning against our conscience. What is sinning against your conscience? Immorality, crime, perversity, being selfish. It's very important that we keep our conscience sensitive and responsive. Because that's where God speaks to you. That's where the Holy Spirit leads us. When we talk about order, we're talking about the design, the system, the intricacies, the laws and principles, the mechanisms. If you go against that order, you run into chaos and destruction. The Bible has a lot to say about covenants. Covenants are about order. How many of us know that marriage is a covenant? Marriage is a covenant. It's based on God's word or principles, not based on your feelings and discretions. Can we say amen? Let's look at Malachi chapter 3 verse 6. Malachi chapter 3 verse 6. The world advocates that marriage is based on feelings. If I feel good, I stay married. If I don't feel good, I get out of it. No. You can't build your house on feelings. Can we say amen? If you look at Malachi chapter 3, verse 6, let's read that. For I am the Lord, I change not. So that means we can't change God. But whom do we change? Ourselves. We can't change God. We can't change His Word. We change ourselves. It's very important that we understand that. The Word of God says, I'm the Lord, I change not. So He's not being dictator. He's not a dictator. He's not being tyrannical. He's not saying either you change or get lost. No. <laughs> He's not saying either my way or no way. He's not that. What he's saying is that as you trust me, I will change what's around you and within you. For you to have my perfect design. For you to have my perfect order. As you trust me, miracles will happen. As you trust me, transformation will happen. As you trust me, your prayers will get their answers. Can we say amen? If you look at Proverbs chapter 23, verse 10, Proverbs 23, verse 10. This is a scripture that we can apply to our present generation. Remove not the old landmark. What is one of the old landmarks? In the beginning, God created male and female. Have you ever seen a dog which is neither male nor female? Have you ever seen an animal which is neither male nor female? I have not. That is one of the ancient landmarks. Remove not the old landmark and enter not into the fields of the fatherless. So it's very important that we get God's definition of order. We get God's definition of boundaries. Just now I mentioned that I am to honor my husband. I'm to submit to my husband but I'm not to submit to your husband. Sonny is my husband. He is to love me as his wife, but he is not to love your wife. There is an order, there is an authority that comes with the territory. I'm a pastor in this church, but if I go to Rhema, I submit to their pastors. Nobody can come into this church and then, you know, give a prophecy with a harsh and a mean tone and then say, "That saith the Lord. You can't. Nobody can just come, you know, to to the front and twirl along and dance, saying that she's dancing to the Lord while we're all worshiping, you know, having a worship service. And then she's trying to get all the attention to herself and saying that she's worshiping the Lord. And then the pastor will go to her and say, "Uh, next time, if you want to dance, would you like to dance at the back? And then she gets upset and angry and say, you've grieved the Holy Spirit. And then she left. Let her go. Because she is out of line. There is an authority that comes with the territory. It's very important. And as the parents of your children, you have been given the authority to steward your children. And as the husband of your wife, you have been given the territory to protect her. As the wife to your husband, you have been given the territory to intercede for him. Can we say amen? You have your God-given authorities related to the territories that God has given to you. Thank you, Jesus. The end time signs, one of the end time signs is chaos in rulership. Chaos in rulership. One of the end time signs. Look at Isaiah chapter 3, verse 4 and 5. Isaiah chapter 3, verse 4 and 5. I will give children to be their princes, and babes shall rule over them. And all the people shall be oppressed, everyone by another, everyone by his neighbor. The child shall behave himself proudly against the ancient and the base against the honorable haven't you noticed that this is what's happening now this is what's happening now chaos within our leadership even at government level so let me ask you a question is our god the god of order yes or no yes the word rebellion what does it mean rebellion means going against god's order rebellion means going against god's order how many of you have heard of the new world order have you heard of the new world order what does that mean the new world order is what men want to establish to get rid of god's order it is rebellion by deception How many of you have heard your body telling you that it's very hard to be a Christian? It's a lot of pressure. It's very difficult to obey God. God is very demanding. How many of you have heard that voice? Come on, be honest. Yes, all of us. Be honest. Some of you (laughs) are... I have. (laughs) That is the devil talking. That's the devil's voice. Why? Do you know, have you ever questioned why did the devil talk like that to you? Because you might not be aware of your God-given authority and power, but he is aware of that. He knows as soon as you recognize your authority... He knows as soon as you step out in heartfelt obedience to God's order, his fate of defeat will be sealed. That's it. That's why he is trying to stop you from stepping out by faith and by obedience into God's order. That's why he's warning you and that's why he keeps telling you it's hard to be a Christian, hard to obey God, hard to believe in God. Why? Because he's trying to keep you, he's trying to keep you as a slave to him. Because he knows as soon as you know your authority, you will bash him out. (laughs) Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How many of you have heard of the Big Bang Theory? Big Bang Theory. How many of you have ever broken a vase? Or broken a glass? How many of you have ever broken something? What happens? It's broken. (laughs) There's no such thing as order coming out of chaos. Big Bang. And then the whole universe becomes so orderly. The flowers so beautiful, the trees awesome, and the river runs, and the mountain stands. Honestly, it takes foolish minds to believe in that. The Big Bang theory is a lie. What's the purpose? It's just like atheism to get God out of your world, to get God out of your thinking. Atheism is man's way of getting rid of God. Why? If there's no God, there is no accountability. If there's no God, there is no responsibility. And what's more, if there's no God, I can be my God. If there's no God, You can be my God. He can be my God. The strong ones will rise up and rule over the people as their God. There is a spiritual order which rules over the natural order. The spiritual realm is based on God's order, and God's order is a commanding order. It's a hierarchy with the triune God at the top. God's way of doing things is theocracy, not democracy, not a republic, but a theocracy. When we enter into the time of the millennial reign of Christ, it is by theocracy. Theo means God. So it's got the triune God at the top and then his church and then the angelic forces and then the demons and then the Gentiles. Authority comes by delegation. Authority comes by delegation to a person who follows God's order. The usurpation of power is out of order. How many of you have heard of Jezebel? How many of you have heard of the Jezebel spirit? What is that spirit? It's the spirit of the usurpation of power. It's the spirit of ambition. What happened? Jezebel, she faked Ahab's signature. She faked Ahab's signature. She is definitely out of line, not in order. Authority comes from God and not from usurpation. Can we say amen? God's order is an order of truth and order of obedience. And God wants us to internalize this order. Come on, say with me, I internalize God's order. Why? Because we need to have this order on the inside of us to rule over the forces of rebellion. To rule over the devils of rebellion. How many of you understand that demons, they work by rebellion? We need to rule over the forces of rebellion to establish God's excellent divine order on the earth. Can we say amen? Believers have authority because we have come under the headship and the lordship of Jesus Christ. Lift up your hands if you have come under the headship and the lordship of Jesus Christ. Amen. So as we submit, we have delegated authority to rule over demons. It is called the law of submission and authority. Come on, say with me, submission and authority. One more time, submission and authority. If you don't know how to submit, you don't know how to have authority. Authority comes from submission. A person who truly knows authority will submit and will gladly submit. It's very important. It is a spiritual law in the realm of the spirit. How many of us know that Jesus lived by that law? Yes, Jesus said, I never do anything except what I see my father do. Amen. The New Testament does not cancel the Old Testament. It fulfills the Old Testament. What does that mean? Taking it to a higher level. You know, how many of you have heard Christians say, just focus on the New Testament, don't have to read Old Testament? No, that's not true. The New Testament has fulfilled the Old Testament amen, to lift it to a higher level over and above what a natural man can do. How? Through the power of forgiveness. None of us can live without the cross. The cross, the cross. What is the cross? Come on, tell me. The cross is the power to forgive. Jesus said, which is easier to say to the man that I have forgiven you, or to say to you, take up your bed, rise up and walk. Where there is forgiveness of sins, there is healing of sickness. The two work together for the wages of sin is death. You believe in salvation, you believe in healing. You believe in salvation, you believe in healing. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In God's order, everything thrives. Everything thrives in the godly order. There is healing, there is prosperity, there is love, there is peace, there is joy. When you are born again, God puts in you a divine order. It's the order of number one, spirit, number two, soul, and number three, body. The born again spirit is led by the Holy Spirit leading your soul which is made up of your will, your mind, and your feelings. And then leading your physical body. So your spirit says, let's go to church. The word of God says in Isaiah, Sabbath is a holy day that you are not supposed to be doing your own things, but going to the house of God. So your spirit says, let's go to church. So that your spirit by the Holy Spirit Talks to your soul, which is your will, your mind, and your feelings. And your mind and your feelings and your will, they have been trained. And so they say, yes, sir. And then you joyfully and you clap your hands and you get ready. We're going to church. And then your body listens to your mind, your CPU. Your body tells your, sorry, your mind tells your body, Let's go, let's drive to church. It is in order. Come on, say it with me, in order. Amen. Amen. That's when good things happen. So the order is spirit and soul and body, not the body dominating. My body, when I open my fridge, I want to devour everything that is in there, especially the dark chocolate Maltesers. <laughs> But I refuse to be dominated by my body. Amen? Amen? Yes Yes or no? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, so it's not the body dominating you, not the feeling driving you. My feeling says, I hate him. My feeling says, I hate her guts. Should you let your feelings dominate you? No. Should you let your feelings tell you what to do, how to behave? No. So not your feelings driving you and not your thoughts pushing or manipulating you. Not your self-will dictating you. Can we say amen? Come on, lift up your hands and say that I'm a child of God. I live by His order. Amen. The victory of God's order over the world's and the devil's order. You are a moral agent. The most important part of you is the part to choose. Your part to choose. You are not what I see you are. You can be very different at home. You can be very different at work. You can be singing and lifting up your hands and bashing your wife at home. You can be singing and clapping your hands and bashing your husband or your kids at home. Who is the real you? The real you is the way you live. The real you is the way you live. Is the way you act. Can we say amen? That's the real you. The real you is how you live. You are defined by your acts. Out of order means... It's broken. It's not working properly. Broken marriages, broken homes, abusive or negligent, irresponsible parents, rebellious kids, a lack of provision, poverty, strives in the house, a lack of peace, nervous breakdown, psychotic disorder, a tormented mind, insomnia, cannot sleep. You have to, we have to rise up and declare, devil, you're not having my home. You're not having my kids. You're not having my health. You're not having my finances, my businesses. You're not having my friendship. You're not having my church. I follow God's order. You cannot take over my life. Devil, get out in the name of Jesus. That's how we live. Can we say amen? That's how every one of us should talk and live. If you first, if you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27 to 26, 26 to 27. How many of you want God, how many of you want to know Paul's key to success? How many of you want to know his key to success? The apostle Paul, so powerful. This man, so powerful. This is his key to success. Therefore, I so run not as uncertainly. I mean, honestly, I've been a Christian for a long time, and I know many uncertain Christians. Christians who always say, I don't know what God is going to do. I don't know what. I don't know when. I don't know what God is doing. I don't know what He's saying. Are you sure? How many years you've been a Christian? 20 years? That's, That's a waste of time. I therefore so run not as uncertain. That means he is certain. Certain of where to run the course. So fight I not as one beats the air. So he knows whom to beat up. <laughs> but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. So let me ask you, is this a trained man? Is he a trained man? What's the key to his success? Training. What's the key to his success? Training. Now sometimes if you observe Dr. Liu playing the keyboard, she's not looking at her fingers. She's just, I can't do that because I haven't been trained. And some of us Christians, we have not been trained by the Holy Ghost because we're avoiding all the harsh times, difficult times, trials and temptations. We just always want to stay and live in a greenhouse. And then we think we can do this. No, you can't. You're fooling yourself. (laughs) Lift up your hands and say with me, training. One more time, training. One more time, training. And this is a very powerful statement. This is Paul speaking. He said, lest by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a cast away. Now, how many of you have watched a movie, Left Behind? What happened to the pastor? Was he raptured? No, he was left behind. That's the scripture. (laughs) Paul is saying, yes, God can use me to do all the signs, wonders, and miracles to get people saved, you know, to bring a lot of people to Christ. But if I am not trained to live by God's order, if I'm not trained to conduct myself by God's order, I will be a homeless person. Not being able to go home to the Lord. This is a very sobering statement. There's no such thing called presumption. Whatever we do, God is using us. But whatever we are, that's the real you. How many of you understand what I'm saying? There's a difference between gifts and fruits. How many of us know that in First Corinthians chapter 12, we have a list of the gifts of the Spirit? And then in Galatians chapter 5, we have a list of the fruit of the Spirit. Now, we, we were in uh, Sunny Taylor's house yesterday, and she was very gracious. She gave us some fruit or vegetable to eat. But she also gave us some vegetable to plant. A gift is what is given. You can find the gift of faith listed in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. The gift of faith. It's a powerful gift. You don't have to do anything. When the gift of faith moves, people get healed left, right, and center without you doing anything. It's God doing it. It's a gift. And then you can also find faith in? The book of Galatians, chapter 5, listed as a fruit, the King James Version. You can grow your fruit. You can grow your fruit, but you cannot grow your gift. And so with the powerful element, the powerful force of faith, you can both grow it and you can also receive it. Do you get it? You can grow it. And you can also receive it. That's, that's so awesome. That's God. And that describes our life. We have the gifts. But we also must grow the fruits. Can we say amen? Amen. So Paul is saying... I do not presume. I'm fully aware that being a preacher, a minister, does not mean that I can live an undisciplined and random life without reaping the consequences of it. That's so powerful. He said, I live by God's order, design, His calling, His assignment for me. He says, my life is custom made by intricate design. I have a personal God who loves me, who has called me. He has uniquely designed my life, my course, both on earth and in heaven, both now and forevermore. We need to understand the demons work hard to get us out of that divine order. That's what happened to Adam and Eve. As soon as a person got saved, the devil could try to tempt that person to commit fornication, to get him out of God's order. As soon as a person gets saved, you know, the devil can tempt that person to pursue after money. Why? To get him out of God's order. You cannot serve both God and Mammon. So it's very important that we understand that there is an order that we need to live by and guess what? because you are a free agent, you are a free moral agent, God will not force you. The choice is mine. Come on, say with me, the choice is mine. And that's why I hate the devil's lie of sovereignty. You know, that lie of God's sovereignty is always God, always God. Where is your patch? You have to live your life. I can't live your life. God can't live your life. Your life is the total sum of all your decisions. There's nowhere to hide. There is nowhere to run. At the end of the day, your life will be yours to take. At the end of this journey, we are on a journey to eternity. Come on, say to yourself, I'm on a journey on eter- to eternity. You will reap what you sow. The choice is yours. Amen. The Lord gave me this. Please pay attention to the following. Because I always ask him. I said, I I want your touch. I want you. I want you, Lord. Power. He's saying to me. He's saying to us. I'm, I'm repeating this verbatim. We do what we can. God will do what we can't. We control what we can. God will control what we can't. Obedience comes from us. Miracles come from God. Get it? And this morning, the 28th of March, 2021, The Lord said to me, entering into the realm of the miraculous, the realm of the spirit, is like falling asleep, going to bed. I can only prepare myself. I yield to the sleepiness, the spirit of slumber. I go to my bedroom. The most that I can do is to have a shower or have a a glass of milk. But I cannot make sleep happen. I cannot make myself fall asleep like I turn off the light. And the more I struggle, the more restless I become. And I enter into into the realm of restlessness. And I will find it harder and harder to sleep. Because I'm trying to force it. I'm trying to make it happen. But sleep is a gift from God. Sleep is a gift from God. You can't make it happen. I can only yield. I can only yield. And as soon as I yield, I enter into the divine order of rest. And how many of us know that rejuvenation, And recuperation happened during the time of sleep. How many of you know that sleep is very, very important to your well-being? Physically, mentally, emotionally, everything. Sleep is a gift from God. Can we say amen? I can't force sleep to happen to me. I can only condition myself and you. And enter into the order of rest. And as soon as we enter into that realm of divine order, all struggles cease. His order takes over. His life takes over. His miracles take over. Can we say amen? I'm going to make this auto call as the Lord directs me. So, for this article, you can stand up. My question to you is, would you like to obey, to yield, and to enter into this realm of divine order by choice and by faith? Would you like to give up your weapons against God, which are your presumptions, stubbornness, pride, Unforgiveness, ignorance, and struggles. Would you like to put down your weapons and yield to the Holy Spirit? Would you allow the wind of the Holy Spirit to carry you into God's divine order? Jesus said in John chapter 3, verse 8, The wind blows where it lists, and you hear the sound thereof, but you can't tell when it comes and whither it goes. So it's everyone that is born of the Spirit. I suggest you to look at the word born one more time and spell it as B. spirit to be airborne means you are able to fly you're able to be carried by the wind of the holy ghost you are no longer struggling but you are yielding and you're letting the holy spirit your leather wind carry you and if that's your choice if that's your choice Can I invite you to stand up with me? If that's your choice, and you say to the Holy Spirit, I would like to be airborne by you. I would like your wind to carry me. I'm putting down my weapons. I want you to carry me. If that's your choice, then rise up and tell him, I surrender. Not my will, but your will be done. Thank you, Jesus. Can I give you time to say to the Lord yourself, I choose your order and I surrender and I yield. Can I have the musicians to come on stage, please? As we worship with these two songs, I would like you to just be in the presence of the Holy Spirit and you to Him.